10, 9, ignition sequence start, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. The Treehouse of Liberty podcast is hosted by Jason Fornwald and comes to you from the bright red corner of the bright blue state of Maryland. Hello once again, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome into another episode of the Treehouse of Liberty podcast. I am your host, Jason Fornwald, and thank you so very much for deciding to join me once again. Guys, I'm going to keep this as positive as I can. I have not recorded an episode again here for a long time um, because I was not in a position to be able to do that. I am not able to fathom what is happening right now. I, I really am not, and I guess that's because I have more than a third grade education. And I realized that if you have a bunch of people in a really dangerous place, like let's say we have a bunch of Americans in Afghanistan and you have people there with guns to protect them in this very dangerous place like Afghanistan, do you A, take out all the people with guns first, leaving the other people with no protection in a very dangerous place like Afghanistan? Or do you B, Take all the people out that don't have the guns, make sure they're protected, get them back to the United States, and then pull out the people with the guns. I mean, it seems like a complete no-brainer. And unfortunately, I think the situation that we find ourselves in is we have a man in the Oval Office with no brain. I mean, I, I really... I can't comprehend how someone with the best advisors on planet Earth, military and civilian, can make a decision like that. I mean, that is deliberately, not risking, that is deliberately taking American lives. We know what Afghanistan is. You know, up until a couple of weeks ago, we were bombing the hell out of the Taliban. And now we're relying on them, because we pulled our military out, we're relying on Taliban terrorists to get Americans back home safely. It's like, was this guy alive 20 years ago? Does Joe Biden understand what happened 20 years ago and why? I mean, it's like, he even he can't possibly be this stupid. And so what's the goal? You know, we know that General Milley was not telling, hey, Mr. President, what we need to do is we need to get all the people with the guns out so that our civilians are left to fend for themselves and ask the Taliban if they can pretty please go home. That's not the advice this man was getting. It's just not. And I understand many times and by both sides of the aisle, we have had decorated generals, you know, people who have made more of a difference for this country than most people can even begin to fathom. And they've been good soldiers, or in Millie's case, good Marines. And they've laid their own reputations on the line. They've made themselves look stupid to serve the commander-in-chief. You know, Colin Powell was sent out, I'm sorry, General Colin Powell was sent out to make the case for war in Iraq. 
He knew, and he's admitted since then, he knew that there weren't WMDs in Iraq. You know, but he tried to make the case that, oh, you see these trucks here in our surveillance photos, and we know that they've got WMDs, etc., etc., etc. George W. Bush sent him out to fall on his sword, and that's what he did. Colin Powell's one of the greatest soldiers that's ever lived. And he served as commander-in-chief until the very end. And ended up being completely and entirely humiliated. And it's one of the most disgraceful things I have ever seen happen in politics. And I believe that General Milley's in the same place. You know, he's, he's a good Marine. He follows his leadership. You know, he's only got one guy above him in the chain of command, but he does what he's told. This isn't Millie's fault. This isn't Blinken's fault. This isn't anybody's fault except the man who sits behind the desk in the Oval Office. You can't convince me that anyone told him to pull the military out, let the civilians fend for themselves, and have them ask the Taliban if they can come back. And I I don't understand where that logic even comes from. It's not like Joe Biden is, you know, a rookie president. Somebody that's not been involved in politics before. He's not a Donald Trump. In many more ways than one. But it's like Donald Trump assumed that office, showed American strength, showed American determination, protected Americans at home and around the world. And it's funny because Biden talks about how he had to stick to this deal that Trump organized with the Taliban. Okay, so what you're telling me is that Biden was able to completely reverse Trump's policy on the border. He was able to put us back into the Paris Climate Accord, which Trump took us out of. He was able to stop the Keystone Pipeline, which Trump had approved. He was able to decide that we weren't going to be energy independent anymore, which Trump had done. But you expect me to believe that he has to honor Trump's deal with the Taliban? I mean, I wasn't even born during the day, but it sure as heck wasn't yesterday. Unequivocally, Joe Biden made this decision, and it was one of the most horrid an American president has ever taken. And he was right. Biden said, you know, this isn't going to be Saigon. You're not going to see Americans lifted off of rooftops. No, he's right. It's worse than Saigon. You know, we still got Americans trapped behind enemy lines in Afghanistan. You know, we saw an Afghan man who was so desperate to get out of that country and get out of that god-awful situation that he held on to an American transport plane until he fell to his death. I'll remember that a hell of a lot more than I will Saigon and people being lifted by helicopters to safety and safely. I mean, it's like at some point, we really as a nation have to ask ourselves what in the name of God we're doing. We have to ask ourselves why our media isn't standing up and saying, hey, this guy is not able to handle this job. I'm not a fan of using the 25th Amendment. I think it can be abused. I I think it can be enacted when it doesn't need to be. 
I think it can be used hatefully and spitefully and politically. And I think that's a terrible idea. You know, we saw what they tried to do to Donald Trump. Oh, by the way, I know it didn't get much media play, but you guys may or may not have seen that Joe Biden's FBI came out and said that January 6th unequivocally was not an insurrection and that Donald Trump had nothing to do with it. We knew that. We talked about that on this show. I'm not telling you guys anything you didn't know yourselves. You know, I do have the most educated, most informed audience anywhere, period, bar none. So it's like, if that's the case, why are we not coming out and saying, oh, by the way, why doesn't that get the play? Why doesn't that get the airtime? Oh, by the way, everything that we've told you for the last eight months was total crap. Because it was. Donald Trump was impeached over total crap. It never was an insurrection. It never even looked like an insurrection. And if Donald Trump truly wanted to take over the Capitol and truly wanted to prevent Joe Biden from becoming president, trust me, Donald Trump is not the person to send 200 troops into a place when he's got 700,000 at his disposal. Donald Trump is that guy that when he negotiated that deal with the Taliban, he called them and said, all right, look, this is what we're going to do. We'll agree to this. You guys agree to this. If you violate any single letter in this agreement, I am going to drop a bomb on your personal head. And oh, by the way, here's the address of the building that you're in right now if you think I'm kidding. What happened? The Taliban was quiet. You don't negotiate with terrorists. Thank you, Ronald Reagan. You don't ask terrorists for permission for our citizens to come home. I mean, I just can't even begin to grasp that. You know, and again, I understand completely why a lot of people don't like Donald Trump on a personal level. I don't begrudge them that. Like I said, when I voted for him the first time, it was strictly a vote against Hillary Clinton. I worried what Donald Trump's foreign policy would be like. I worried if he was too much of a hothead to handle certain situations. I was extremely pleasantly surprised. The economy was outstanding. Again, everybody but white males did better on the prosperity index than they ever had in American history. White males, best in 50 years, cool with that taxes came down. The border was much more secure than it is now. It wasn't perfect. He didn't get the wall finished. Although, you know, Nancy Pelosi controls the federal purse strings, so that's a little difficult. But it's like, we were energy independent. Joe Biden is already begging OPEC. Please produce some more oil. Please make sure you get some more in the market. Please help us. Our gas prices are so high. I don't know what to do. Please help us. Under Donald Trump, we controlled that. We had energy independence. Which, oh, by the way, helps us to avoid foreign wars. You know, I mean, it's like because of Donald Trump, because of energy independence, there's a far smaller chance 
of us having to send our best men and women into the Middle East to fight battles over black gold. I mean, it, how if I understand this, Joe Biden has got to understand this. I'm not special. I'm not a rocket scientist. I certainly don't have access to the information that that man does. And yet, repeatedly, I'm proven right and he's proven to be an idiot. How does that happen unless it's by a conscious choice? And it's funny, too. I decided to do this episode having a little bit of an idea of some of the things that I wanted to talk about. I didn't write the thing down. I didn't write down any topics, even. And I never read to you guys. I won't disrespect you like that. You can read for yourselves. And I wanted to see, compared to Joe Biden, how much more coherent am I? How many fewer times do I stumble over my words or lose my train of thought? How many times do I, you know, you know, and this guy reads off of a teleprompter everywhere he goes. And he can't do that. I want to feel like my president is more mentally competent than I am. He's not. I mean, that's just a statement of fact. He's not. And that scares the hell out of me. I mean, we've already seen him in eight months leave Americans to die. We've already seen him leave Afghan women many of whom either supported us directly or their families have, he's left them to be murdered for the crime of getting an education. You know, it's like we see the vagina hats of the United States. You know, and we hear them talking about Madonna. I think an awful lot about blowing up the White House for perceived issues that we have here. You know, when you think about it, the abortion fight is ridiculous compared to what women in Afghanistan face. Not only do they have to wear a burqa when they go out, they actually have to wear mesh over the eye slots that they look through. No part of them can be visible. It's so incredibly offensive No part of them can even be visible. They are not allowed to wear any kind of shoe that makes noise when it strikes the ground because a man over there should not have to hear a woman walk. Walk. They can't vote. They can't get an education. You know, their bodies are used to produce Taliban soldiers and terrorists. And many of them start that Younger than 13. You know, these 50-year-old men taking, you know, teenage or younger brides without consent. You know, where are those vagina hats now? Okay, you know what? Fine. You want to say you're about your choice? No problem. Cool. Good deal. Let's be done with that. Can we now talk about women who are actually systemically abused? And murdered for trying to learn? 
I mean, it's like the Taliban is smart about one thing. If these women do get an education, they're done. They are unequivocally done. Because I don't know if you guys know this or not. Some of you do, obviously. I know what my demographics are. Some of you are women. I'll tell you what. I would much rather deal with a pissed off man and a pissed off woman. You know, the Taliban would get the ever-loving hell kicked out of them if these women understood what they are actually entitled to as sovereign human beings. Now, is it our responsibility to nation-build? No, unequivocally it's not. If we're in a position to prevent the heinous human rights abuses like those committed by the Taliban, should we do it? Unequivocally we should. I mean, it just... The modern left just boggles my mind just boggles my mind. And I understand. You want to do the my body, my choice thing. Okay, cool. You know, I'm not a fan of abortion, but I accept that it's the law of the land. No problem. Have a nice day, ladies. Do whatever you want to. Now, let's talk about people who are actually oppressed. Let's talk about people who are actually having their rights taken away. Let's talk about people who, if they were in your position and got a liberal education, you know, went to college. And and look, in the United States now, more women go to college than men. Yeah, 51-49. More women go to college than men. Men die sooner. Die younger. You know, it's like, women do pretty well in the United States. Is it perfect? No, it's not. And I wish it was. Truly, I do. I mean, I, I, I believe that women are the greatest thing God ever created. Tough as hell. The most beautiful thing on this planet. And driven and determined in a way that a lot of men aren't. You know, how many times have you heard the story, and I can tell it personally. How many times have you heard the story of... You know, here's this guy that's struggling. He's having trouble finding direction. Maybe he's not super motivated. He meets a good woman and all of a sudden, all of that begins to change. He starts to see himself differently. He starts to see her differently. He starts to realize that, hey, you know what? This person's completely different from me. And there's a hell of a lot that I can learn from her. And if he has the intelligence... He listens. And of course, that should be a two-way street. I think there are things that women can learn from men, too. But that's not the point here. The point is the greatness of women and not limiting them. You know, an educated woman is the most dangerous thing on this planet. And I mean that in a good way. Because if she's not happy with how shit's going, shit's going to change. Men will try to change it. We'll make the effort. Maybe. But if a woman understands what she's entitled to, what it means to be a sovereign human being, you are not going to walk on her. 
I was in the first integrated MP basic training class in Army history. I served with female soldiers and was thrilled to do so. And the one thing that I noticed when I was there was that the female soldiers that I served with were far more mentally prepared than their male counterparts were. And I fully include myself in that. We were stronger. We were faster. You know, those things that you would expect. Yeah, that was true. I mean, biology is what it is. But it was us that were crying because we missed our girlfriends. <laughs> you know, it was us that struggled more with the adjustment to what basic training is and the culture shock of it. They were far better prepared for that stuff. Men and women are different. We have different strengths, and that's a great thing. You know, I, I think that's why, for the most part, you know, men and women come together. We are different. And we both have our strengths and our weaknesses. And they, they complement each other. You know, in my own personal situation, when my girlfriend and I moved into the house that we're in now, the yard was a disaster. The people that had lived there before us at one point had it looking like the garden of the Taj Mahal. And I don't even know if the Taj Mahal has a garden, but if it does... That's how they had it looking at one point. Well, for the last four or five years that they were there, they just let everything go. And there were trees that needed taken out. And there were big shrubs that needed taken out. And so I did most of that stuff. But at the same time, it was her vision. She was the one who saw what things could be. I had my ideas here and there, but she could see the big picture. Was I able to do more of the heavy manual labor? Of course. But it's like without her vision, none of that matters. And I'll be perfectly honest. When she and I got together, I was in a very bad place in my life. I was not well myself. I was not projecting an image that was well to my family. I was making a whole lot of mistakes that a man shouldn't make. I look back now and I, I'm disgusted with the person that I was. This was four and a half years ago. In that time, with my girlfriend's help, an overwhelming help, you know, I, I tell her all the time, she's my kick in the ass when I deserve it and my shoulder to cry on when I need it. And that's exactly what it is. She's tougher than I am. I'll tell you straight up. You know, yeah, I can lift heavier stuff. But she's tougher than I am. You know, her life consisted of losing her dad when she was 16 years old. She lost her best friend who was murdered seven or eight years ago. You know, a, a, a girl who, from the time they could walk, they were best friends. You know, my girlfriend is... Middle-aged, let's just say that. You can't say a woman's age. But, you know, it, it's like she's had... She was a single mom. And, and ladies, you know how difficult that is. You know how difficult it is to raise kids if you have a husband that cares and works his ass off. But she faced a lot of challenges that I didn't. And it made her stronger. 
And she saw, just like she did in the in the yard that looked like garbage when we got there, she saw the potential in me. She saw what I could do, who I was, where my heart was. And she helped that guy who, frankly, was pretty well useless when we met and brought me to the point where I have a 4.0 average at one of the best schools in the country. I have a management job where I manage six different sites and 17 people. You know, I'm not only taking care of me and being successful personally, but I'm helping other people to become successful. And I owe so much of that to her. You know, I did the work. She sure as hell was my motivation. And I I think it's an incredible shame, an incredible crying shame that men in Afghanistan don't get to experience that. You know, even beyond the unthinkable injustice the women suffer over there. Those men are missing out on so incredibly much. Women are just different, man. I mean, they're just different. Yes, yes. Trina absolutely can annoy the ever-loving hell out of me. She can push my buttons like no one on this planet. And she can make me shake my head like no one else on this planet. What? Are you thinking? Where are you coming from? And it drives me insane. But at the same time, I have enough good sense to look at my life when we met and look at my life now and see the change. It's not a coincidence. You know, she can be at times my favorite person in the world. She can be my most aggravating person in the world. But if the judge of whether or not you're with the right person is based on do they make you better, my life is the perfect example. You know, I've got a trail of, of broken relationships behind me. She does too, in different ways. But it's like, I feel like I have finally turned this corner and that my life is starting to become what I hoped it would be. You know, we we have two kids. Zoe and Coda. Zoe's a Norwegian elk hound. Coda is a mix of whatever. We think part of him is Border Collie. But it's like, I love our little family. I love who Trina is, good and bad. She loves who I am, good and bad. We fight with each other, but we also fight for each other. And we come to things from a position of mutual respect. And it just, God, it aggravates me. It aggravates me so much. To know what these men over there can have. You know, I mean, I'm sorry. 
yeah, it, it's wonderful that women can bring new life into this world. It's true. I mean, it's, I don't know. I mean, you, you want to see God on this earth? Watch that happen. And that is something that's unique to them. Whether the CDC says men can have babies now or not, I don't care. Um, but women are so much more than that and deserve so much more than that. And I, I wish there was some way that we could get men around the world to see what Trina's shown me. What I can be. What I can accomplish. What I can do. How she can be my support and my motivation in that. Because that's something that nobody else in my life has ever been able to do. I was married. I've had other relationships. Nobody else was ever able to do that for me. And I wish that we could share that with the rest of the world. And if nothing else, I mean, I just wish we could keep Afghan women from getting their heads cut off or going to school. You know, did Moala Yousafzai mean anything to anybody? And yeah, I wasn't planning on using her name, Joe, and somehow I didn't stumble over it without it written in front of me. You shouldn't stumble over heroes' names. And I guess I need to wrap with some kind of remembrance of 9-11. As I'm recording this, the 20th anniversary is tomorrow. I'm not going to rehash where I was. I'm not going to talk about Afghanistan now in regard to that day. All I want to say is that, you know, at least for a few weeks, after we had the guts ripped out of our biggest city, a massive hole smashed into the side of the Pentagon, and a plane taken down by heroic Americans in Shanksville, Pennsylvania, at least for a couple of weeks after that, we came together. We looked at each other in the eyes, we shook each other's hands, We all had flags up, Democrat, Republican, Independent. It didn't matter. We were all Americans after that. And how quickly that goes away. How quickly it becomes, my side is the only way, you guys are evil. And that happens on both sides. But I just hope we can find that somewhere, some way again. I hope it doesn't take an immense tragedy like that. But I hope we can find some way that we can start treating each other with some respect. That can we we can start to show our love for our fellow Americans. That we can lift each other up instead of knocking each other down. You know, that a rural white guy out here in the hills of western Maryland can care about a black guy in an urban part of Baltimore. I guess all of Baltimore is pretty much urban. But, you know, in a community in Baltimore. That he can care about me. That we both can care about the police officers that keep us safe. I know it's a long shot. I know we're way down the road in the opposite direction. But that is my fervent hope and prayer. 
and I hope it's yours too. God bless and comfort the families that lost loved ones on 9-11. God bless and comfort the families that have lost their sons and daughters, their husbands and wives, their brothers and sisters in the defense of this country against terrorism. God bless every man and woman honorably wearing that uniform today. God bless our police officers, our firefighters, our EMTs, our doctors and nurses on the front lines against COVID again. Everybody that keeps us safe. Try to find one. And I'm going to do the same. Just try to find one. Police officer, firefighter, soldier, sailor, airman, marine, EMT, doctor, nurse. And just say thank you. Thank you. It means the world to those folks. It really does. And it's such a simple gesture. It takes no effort at all. Let them know we got their backs too. I hope that you guys will find peace in whatever way you choose to remember the events of September 11th, 2001. I hope that you'll find some kind of understanding. And I hope it will help you to remember, man, we're all in this together. We're all Americans. We've got to have each other's backs. No one else does. It's up to us. And so, ladies and gentlemen, that is going to bring an end to this episode of the Treehouse of Liberty podcast. Once again, thank you so much for being here. I tell you guys all the time that time is the most precious commodity that we have on this earth, and it is. And I sincerely appreciate every second of yours that you give me. Thank you so much for being here. God bless you. God bless these United States of America. Let's do this.
spacious skies Far amber waves of rain Far purple mountain Majesties Yeah. Uh-huh. 